from our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. Okay, here we are, back with the Inside Pitch. Welcome, once again, I'm Bob Fredette, here with Tom Haley, George Nostrand, whose grandfather played for it. Was it the Knicks, Tom? It was the Knicks, uh, I right? think it was the Providence Steamroll. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, okay, great. Hey, listen, it's pairings day for girls basketball, and with us we have Nathan Belomo, the head basketball coach of girls up at Rolton High School. Rich Alberti, his assistant, are here with us. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Okay, we want to make sure everyone knows whose voice is which, so I'm going to throw a question right out to Nathan right now, and then we can just then you can identify them because we're obviously we're not on TV here. <laughs> Tell me about uh, this this basketball team taking this into the playoffs. Give me the gut feeling that you have for, for your own team this year, which had a, having a good year. Uh, yeah, we did have a, a good year. Um, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year to to maybe do something different than we have in the past. Um, and the girls have bought in, and they tried to get themselves in a spot uh, that would be beneficial in the playoffs, and I think they did that um, going into the fifth seed. And uh, I think our mindset, we talked about mindset all year, and, um, you know, and I think that we're in the right mindset going into Wednesday. So um, I think we're in a good spot. We'll see how practice is today and uh, tomorrow, and, and hopefully uh, it uh, benefits us going into Wednesday. You're in a very good spot, and and just to kind of underscore what a, how good a season it was, you had uh, two home games there for the taking. I mean, you were right there, and a uh, couple missteps, uh, I guess, Brattleboro, Mount Anthony, and then you got that important win, as we talked about on Saturday, to get the right mindset, a very convincing win over Otter Valley, but you were darn close to nailing down two home playoff games. Yeah, I mean, we obviously, we talk about that, where we're at, uh, especially the last five games of the year. Uh, you know, where, where do we want to be? And we wanted, we, re, we didn't want that four spot. But, you know, sometimes, as I've told the girls, basketball can be cruel. Uh, you know, effort doesn't always get you wins. you got to be able to put right. the, the ball in the basket. And uh, we got shots, and we did. We executed. Our effort was there. And just it's just one of those things in sports where the uh, result – didn't really come, but I think we righted the ship on Saturday, and um, like I said, I think we're in a good spot going into practice today. Okay, hey Rich, you know you you've coached a lot of a lot of sports over a lot of years. When you get down to the tournament, is there something that you really like to have a team focus on? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. They have to play together. They have to play for one another. Um, <clears throat> they can't be scared. I mean, it's a new season. It didn't matter what happened prior to. And if they're prepared, and I, I certainly think that at Rutland we do a really good job of preparing the kids, and then it's up to them. Uh, they have to believe, and I think uh, for the most part they do, and they have to score points. And um, that's certainly a formula for success. And I think uh, <clears throat> what you're just talking about, uh, playing together, has, from what I've seen, has been a strength of this team. Very unselfish. Uh uh, they they share the ball, uh, you know. Uh, even your big scorer, you know. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, we, we were th- we, Jack Uly and I were watching. 
she almost shared the ball to a fault. Uh, but I, I mean, this is a good thing. Uh, I, I think that uh, you guys play together really well. Hello, this is Dave Catman. I'm the head football coach at Pulteney High School, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Yeah, I think we, again, at the beginning, you talk about all this stuff, and you talk about each player coming in and, and having certain uh, skill sets, and those skill sets kind of coming together like a piece of a puzzle. I do this well, you do that well. And I think the girls understand, to your point, about what they do well and who does it and, and where can they get those opportunities to succeed. And, and, and we did that for the most, of the most of this year. So, you know, and just to piggyback on the playoffs, you know, I think we talk about defense traveling. You know, you got to be able to defend. you got to be able to rebound. Uh, I think those always going to give you a chance uh, especially going into the playoffs. Uh, and if we just got to continue to do the things we do well, and, and uh, hopefully we can have uh, the result we want. Yeah, it's a, the defense is really such a calming factor. You know, I've seen it often enough that uh, even if you're not shooting the ball really well, if you're playing defense, kids seem to be more at ease playing defense than offense, do you think? Yeah, oh, totally. Because, I mean, you have one less element, yeah. the ball. It's just like, <laughs> you, it's like the football <laughs> thing when you're on the – on the defensive side of the ball, you've got less to deal with. You, you, you're just going and hitting. You got that, you know. You've you've eliminated a layer. That's why some kids in high school, they aren't two-way players. They play them on defense because it's the, that mentality. I mean, there are strategies to the defensive side of it, but you know, it's there's just a willingness and the understanding. You're, you're sort of anticipating versus. Kind of reacting, whereas the offense, you gotta. Well, I got, you know, I gotta go here. I got my player's gonna do this, and and there, there's just a little bit more to think about. Whereas defensively, you can just anticipate and go and sort of use those physical tools that that we kind of all bring to the table. Yeah. I think a big difference to your question, you were asking about what do you want the team to be doing when you get to the second season. I think a, a, a facet that's different in the playoffs is emotion, that you can get too high. And I, I, the best example, I think I've brought it up before on the podcast, one of the best examples, this was some, maybe seven, eight years ago, I'm going up to Barry Auditorium, D4 final, Proctor versus West Rutland. All the way up, I'm thinking, West Rutland is going to win this game because West Rutland had a little bit better team that year, and I'm picking West Rutland. And then they played the National Anthem. And I watched the West Rutland kids in the National Anthem. And from watching them standing at the National Anthem, I changed my pick. I said, no. Oh, no, they're, not, they're in trouble. Proctor's going to win this game. And Proctor did win it. They were a mess, the West Side kids. They were way too high. One of them was couldn't stop moving. One of them was alternating between laughing. They were just, boy, they were ready, but they were too ready. Yeah, they were too high. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the one the one player that just couldn't keep it together at all during the anthem. She was a starter, and I said, "This is going to do them in," and it did. Yeah, when I, I used to speak to my kids before those big games like that in the playoffs and 
try to get them to recognize that their emotions are going to make them real tired. The first two, three minutes, they're going to feel like, my God, it's going to be halftime. And they have to fight through that and realize that a calmer place will enable them to execute better. And that's an advantage. So let's talk about this, the, your first round matchup here. What do you see in this Linden game? Well, Linden, you know, from watching them uh, and talking to coaches, they, they mix it up defensively first. So you have to, you know, the whole mindset and the focus has to be understanding what they're doing, recognizing it quickly, and not, you know, being quick but not hurrying through because they're going to try to rush you and try to get you to turn it over. And, you know, I've seen them go from, uh, you know, kind of make some misses, go from a 2-2-1 zone press back into man-to-man, go into 2-2-1 zone press back into 2-3 zone. So, you know, I would imagine they're going to try to muck it up, try to do something different because I have seen them do that um, throughout. So we got to have good recognition of things defensively that they're going to throw at us. Um, Offensively, you know, again, it's it's just we're going to stick to our principles as far as, you know, what we do defensively. We've done it for 65 practices. Uh, And we may tweak some things here and there because they got some kids – uh, they got one girl, and I haven't gone through the, the – I have a roster, but I haven't really put names to numbers, but they have a girl, number 20, who can, who can shoot. She has a pretty good shot. and um, So we got to make sure we know who the key players are, what they do, what their tendencies are. So, yeah, I mean, I expect, I expect them to come after us. Why, I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Do you have a shutdown def- defender, somebody you always pick? You're on their number one player. Uh, we have a couple kids we've sort of tried in that um, – capacity. Uh, Leah Sharon first. Leah Sharon's a kid who obviously brings the physical piece to it. And her, her the way she attacks things mentally this year has been great. So she's probably up there. Uh, she can guard uh, a, a perimeter player. She can guard a post player. So she guarded Marhar from MAU. She guarded DeRosia from Brattleboro. Those are two point guards. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah. our, she's our big. Yeah. So, yeah. She, but she's athletic enough. Um, and she's quick enough. And so, I mean, so right now her, Sabaka, Kendra Sabaka has, uh, even Makaya Hendrickson has covered some people. And then we bring Devin Fortier, to be honest with you, off the bench, has done a great job defensively at times. Who was it? Uh, Schwanier from St. Jay. She did a real, second half, we put her on her, and she did a really good job. And that's, that's one of the best shooters in the state. So, you know, we have some options. Hello, this is Jack Healy. Hello, my name is Kate Catman. This is Chris Hughes. This is Jason Behenna. This is Paul Copo. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch with Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. How is this team coming? How has this team been playing from behind? Now, you've been in some, some very close games. How are these kids, as far as mentally tough, being tough, and playing from behind? So it's funny, you you know, at the beginning of the year, I would have said we probably weren't mentally tough to, to do that. But we had those games in Brattleboro. We had those games in MAU where at halftime we came out. And I even told them, I said, you know, I felt like you're, you were in the right state of mind to battle back and, and not really been phased. Um, you know, it's cruel because some, sometimes it just doesn't matter. Just shots don't go in. <laughs> And, and that's sort of what happened, but 
that it was positive for us as coaches to see that because they didn't want to quit. Their effort was there. You know, the, the willingness to do the things um, to get where they want to go was a good sign. So there was definitely growth uh, from practice one to practice, you know, 65 and game number 20. So I think we're in a good spot, and I think we've learned from those ups and downs. And the reality is our first 10 games are brutal. Yeah, I mean, the competition is, is – you're talking Rice twice, yeah. you know, yeah, Essex, you know, you name it, St. Jay twice. I mean, those are – those can, in years – they can ruin a team, right, because you're, you're competing constantly, like right off the bat. And, uh, you know, this team kind of weathered those, those games. Yeah. And they were, those are playoff games right from the get-go. So hopefully that helps us. Uh, I, I can see it only helping us going forward. So, yeah. Do you have a game or games that you reference when you're talking to the kids? Hey, do you remember the season when you did this, you did that, to, to get them over a hump? I, yeah, I mean, we reference things all the time. Like, you know, there was a moment where after the first Brattleboro game, we got hurt. We had two starters out. Right. So we talked about, you know, coming together and, and played Burn Burton, I think. So we played Burn Burton, two people down, three people down. We had somebody that was – another kid that was hurt and they stepped up and we beat Burn Burton. So, you know, those are reference points where we said, you can do this collectively. We can do this, you know, the 14 of us. Um, and you know, like we went from, and Rich, you can help me. There was a game where, was it St. Jay? We, we, the first time we play them again, it was one of those games where St. Jay, you know, they, they made every shot. The second game, we played them really hard. Close the gap. Close yeah. the gap. And, again, at the end, it's one of those, like, hit some foul shots and they kind of pull away. So, the, so the, the final score doesn't really indicate sort of where we were in the game. Um, but, yeah, you reference games and you reference moments, and uh, I think it's only natural to do that. Uh, and the girls know which games they were and how they did, and uh, we try to keep them kind of on point of kind of where we're at each game, each week of the season. I mean, Rich can maybe you know, offer some more insight to that. But again, his eyes, his view, having him around is different. It's good. Uh, all the coaches, you know, the girls, um, I think are lucky to have, there's four of us there. I mean, you know, some division three schools, colleges don't have four coaches. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of eyes yeah. sort of getting yeah. them prepared. Yeah. So Yeah. And we, we talk a lot amongst ourselves, the, the four of us uh, going over things. I go up to school a lot in my semi-retired state or semi-comatose state, whichever you want to call it. <laughs> and, um, you know, we spent some time going over things and, and we'll throw ideas back and forth, which is, is really good. We don't always agree, but when it comes time for Nate to make the final decision, he takes everybody's opinions at hand. And uh, we go from there. And then we're all a, a team, team of four coaches and 14 kids, and we're trying to do the same thing and uh, trying to get better each day. Now, does uh, Eric Berry still have the, 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 the wily old Dan Thurston on his staff this year? I, he may not have been down to Mill River because that, that's a pretty long trip. Uh, but I know he was on his staff last year. He was the coach of St. Jay way back when Kim Silloway was playing yeah. for St. John's Berry. Yeah. And he was Eric's assistant last year, but 
I haven't seen them this year. But so. Eric, I think, is not. I don't think it's Eric anymore. Oh, it is. I, I don't. I don't think. And then again, I'm gonna obviously. I'm, oh, I got. <laughs> I think it's somebody else. Really? I think, I think Eric went. I think he's strictly with the NSSM. Oh, with now. NSM. I, okay. That's. I hate to say that, but I think that's. I'll what have to it call is. Healy after so. he works for NSM. He'll know. What do you think well, about that, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm. Yeah. Again, I could be. Totally wrong on that. Oh, okay. I was I was kind of focused on Mill River when we were scouting right. them, but right when I looked across, I was like, oh, not knowing you. I don't. Yeah, you not knowing. Been <laughs> yeah, I should have been. I should have been having yeah. two there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never. You never know. No. Nope. You just never know. Looking at the rest of this uh, bracket, uh, some teams in here which have, have given you trouble. Saint Jay is looming up there. Of course, you got to get to a couple of games to, to win the bracket. You got to play Saint John's Saint Johnsbury. What would you do if you had to take that the, the approach to, to Saint Johnsbury, which historically has been has been tough on your program? Well, f- okay. Well, first. Let it be known. We gotta we gotta get through Wednesday. Right. We gotta so. Oh, I'm I'm uh, we gotta wait through, I hear but, you. but you know you know looking at Saint John Saint Johnsbury, first of all, it comes from the head guy. There, I like John. I like Driscoll a lot. Coach Driscoll. He he is very. He knows what he wants to do. His players respond to what he has to do, and they're a well-oiled machine. So, they're very tough because they offensively have a ton of action, they're man-to-man. So if you're defending them man-to-man, they move well, they pass well. And then on top of it, they got the best shooter in the state <laughs> and they got the best player in the state who can, again, score 10 points and you know pretty much dictate the game in right. Sadie Stetson. Um, so they, so what do you do? You, you know, I, I think you try, you try to knock off at least one of those two you know you try to maybe key on one of those two but the, the reality is they have some others that can like the Bostic girl is good um, and they just with no shot clock they're they're good I mean they can run you don't get the possessions that you might want mm-hmm. <coughs> and he doesn't de- he doesn't deviate there's no zone it's it's I don't know Rich I mean I've never in all the years I've coached him he's, he's man-to-man you know, half court man, and maybe maybe extend it up a little bit, but right, you, you kind of get what you get, and they just they're well, they they execute well. And the key the the key for them is their kids do what they do best. You know, they yeah. don't they don't nope get out of their whatever they're supposed to be doing, and they uh, they're hard. They just make you defend over and over and over again, and as soon as you t- go to take a breath, boom. You know, back door or something like that. I bet. We've had teams that would defend them for two minutes. And you're like, and then all of a sudden, boom, three-pointer, our hands in their face. You're like, okay. Yeah. And they just ran, you know, two minutes off the clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah. They throw your hands up. Hey, what? whatever. You played hard. Deep because they're the you know, girl, you know, you're like doing, they're yeah. doing everything. They're doing so, yeah. So, you know. So, again, yeah, St. Jay's, it's a tough they're tough. Hello, this is Jason Behenna, Director of Athletic Marketing and Communications at Castleton University, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. You know, I don't, actually, in South Burlington, I, I haven't, I haven't actually seen them this year, so I don't know what South Burlington. Last year, I saw them, but so I don't know what they're going to do against them. You go zone against them; they got shooters, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, well, um, you know, there's, like I said, there, there's good teams up and down this bracket here. Yeah. Um, you know, St. J, CVU, uh, I don't know, St. St. J, Albans. Uh, St. Albans, I mean, they're yep. all, all good teams. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to take some, take some doing really to, to, get, to get too far in this bracket just because there's so many darn good teams out here. Uh, if you had good. to pick a, is, is it St. J or is it CVU, if you had to pick a team to, to win this? Uh, well, yeah, predictions, right? I mean, um, I mean, if you're going to look at on paper stuff, you know, obviously CBU, twenty and zero, right? I think CBU and be, and defeated St. J twice. By defeated St. J twice. Nine, so, ten, nine. Yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I think the thing with CBU, like most high school, you know, if you got five or six that can compete, then all of a sudden you get to that the seven, eight, nine, ten kid, CBU, though they can play. Yeah. So like, there's just a constant. Uh, depth there that other high schools maybe don't have. Uh, not to take away from anything from St. <coughs> Jay, but I, if I had to choose one thing, they may have a little bit more depth. Yeah, which may or may not benefit you from game to game. You know, sometimes you know whatever foul trouble or it depends, right? So yeah, you know I think St. Jay, their top Steve, they're probably they're probably on par with each other, but I think you know. From what talking to other coaches, I think CBU's got some depth um, all the way around. And should they meet again? And you're hoping they don't, but I'm hoping but, they don't. But should they meet again? How much does that count for that? That in the CBU, in the St. Johnsbury kids' minds, that uh, CBU has won both games. Well, as you know, we talk to win a third is hard. Right, because it's just talked about those ups and downs and Proctor and West Rutland, right? Like, right. You know, CVU could be thinking, hey, we got them twice. Yeah. Right? But St. Jay's like, you got us twice, you're not going to get us a third time. So, again, it can, it can, it can backfire at times for yep. that team that's won twice, mm -hmm. uh, and it can benefit the team that's lost. <coughs> yeah. So, third time, third time games are hard. Yep. They're hard. A lot has to do with the kids' attitudes because, yep. you know, as you said before, if you win twice, it's like, well, we can beat you again. And the other team might get a little chip on their shoulder and say, well, you're not going to do it the third time. And then there's, you know, a call one way or another, or there's if somebody gets in foul trouble. So when you get to that level with teams of that caliber, I think you can just sort of throw out the stuff. They know how each team plays. They know the strengths and weaknesses. And a lot has to do with composure and motivation and stuff like that. And that's, you know, the coaches are going to do what they do, and it's up to the kids to just execute. If you had to talk about your own team as far as what do, what do you really like that your team does well? I mean, if you had to look at one thing and, you know, that, that, that you say is a strength that you really like about your team, what do these kids do well? Well, I, I will say one thing that our team has done different than the years past is we're rebounding a lot better. So... You know, in the past, we haven't been very big. Right. I mean, if you've watched us, we're, we're one of the smaller teams. And now we have some kids, you know, who can get some rebounds. And I think we also have kids that can get out and run. So mm -hmm. we, we have some transition. Um, you know, we tied at the beginning of the year, people tried to press us. And with Elise and Kenra uh, and some of the guard play, you know, they, they couldn't. So I like that we can handle pressure. I like that we can get out and run. I like that we have the ability to rebound. You know, even right up to our guards, even though we constantly stress rebounding, 
you know, the girls probably think, do we ever rebound? Well, you know, because I'm always like, you, you got to be able to rebound. You can't give up offensive rebounds. And, you, you know, you, you, it's just you don't want to give them extra possessions. But then that's a coach <laughs> trying to make sure we cover yeah. everything. Yeah. But I do like that, that part of it. Um, and I do like we're, – we're don't, we don't have a lot of numbers this year right. for – you know, it was like a perfect storm. We got some, some incoming schools that didn't give us kids that play basketball. We had some kids leave. We got some injury. You know, you have all that stuff every year, and we're, we've been small but mighty the whole time. So I like that part of us, too, that collectively I think we have sort of embraced that, that part of it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of us against everybody else. Yeah. We can do this. Um, so that, that has been a nice feature. And I've had, you know, some people step up and they've gotten themselves ready. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that part of it. And, and we have kids that can hit shots. You know, even though yep. we talked about it, we, we do have kids that can make shots. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think you can score from a lot of different points on the floor. I, I think the outs the perimeter game is good, but... Uh, you know, you I, I've seen you when you can do damage inside too. I, th- I think the offense is is pretty versatile this year. Yes, we have a few different variations offensively, depending on obviously what teams are going to do against us. Uh, you know, personnel wise, who do who can we you know whatever mismatches. You know, whether it's a you know pick and roll offense or whether it's kind of opening up. Or, or kind of grinding it out, maybe isolating someone. Um, you know, I think the versatility, like we talked with Leah, Leah is able to go in inside out. She's able to guard inside out. Well, like Kenra and Elise, uh, they can go inside out. I mean, right. Elise can post up, Kenra can post up. And, you know, going into playoff basketball, like guards don't like to play post defense. I mean, <laughs> to play post defense. So then you try to establish things like that, and you just, you just try to, you know, like I said, take – maybe the kink in the armor of another team and maybe try to expose it and, and by doing different stuff. And we're, we've kind of done that all year with a couple different variations, hmm. you know, offensively. So it's a little, you know, that little chess match, which is like what I always like preparing for uh, throughout, yeah. throughout the season and throughout the game. Even going into practice today, we'll prepare, kind of, kind of pe- we'll kind of take care of ourselves today and then kind of do the, the tweaking tomorrow after I look at kind of film one more day. Hmm. Are you constantly adding to the offense? I mean, are there, will there be things in the playoffs, at least in, in the right places, that we'll see something that we haven't seen from your team before? I mean, without obviously saying what it is, but. I think there's always a chance of that, um, whether it's a, a, a set here that can get someone a shot or, um, you know, I think we've explored Every year you kind of explore, like you get to like a halfway point and you're like, you know what, we do this a lot better than I thought we were going to do. And you start to add. I mean, we've, we've explored with some things. Um, the kids really like it. It's just more of me <laughs> giving the, pushing the go button and saying, let's, let's give it a shot, <laughs> which, you know, it's like I don't want to – nothing's broken. You know, don't yeah. fix it. Yeah. But there's always stuff in the back – and I'm constantly talking. These guys, I drive them, the coaches crazy because I'm like, what about this or what about that? And they have to dial me back because it's like, you know, 
sometimes it's too much. But again, that's that's what makes us work as far as the four people that are there. Well, that's why you got four because you don't want to wear them all. I don't down want to wear them all out. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, they, I can wear them all out. Believe me, I need I need yeah. another hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the um, the overall the overall picture of this of this uh, playoff looks well it'd be pretty much what we we're expecting it to be. When you look at this, are there any teams in here that you look as being a team that really will surprise somebody somewhere along the line? I think I think Burn Burn might surprise you. I agree. I think Burn Burn might surprise yep. you against North Country. I think they came on strong towards the end of the year. They got some kids I think that struggled with who they were identity-wise. <coughs> and then I think they sort of picked it up, at least in our league play. I talked to their coach a lot. Um, and they got a girl, you know, number 15, who can – she's a tough matchup for people. Uh, their guards can hit shots. They mix up stuff. So I think that's – That might know, be an 11-6 to keep an eye on them that's, because I'm I, not sure North Country's – I don't know if the schedule was that daunting. Well, they don't play the metro. That's the right. thing about those teams that aren't right. are not right in the right in the Burlington area, like North Country BFA, right. and they don't play in the nope. metro. So. And I think they lost their two. I think they lost their two stud players last year. They had two players yeah. that could play. So that would be one to keep an eye on. Um, you know, obviously. Brat, my man's Well, field. I mean, obviously, I, I like that burn, burn, rice matchup. Wouldn't be a surprise to you, but yeah. other, to other people it would be. Which one? Just by the seeds. Uh, number oh, 10, Brattleboro. Oh, totally. Number yeah. seven, MMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brattleboro, they're well balanced. Like I said, the Roja can, can – uh, she can dictate a game with scoring six to eight points. Yeah. So she can find the right person. She can control tempo. <coughs> she defends and rebounds. She's all over the place. So she's she's – she could be kind of a one-person wrecking crew. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Paul, I think, does a good job of getting his team obviously ready, whether he plays man or zone. And they're super aggressive. I think in, if you're aggressive, especially in girls' basketball, if you're aggressive, like, you, there's, you know, you can do some damage. Oh, yeah, so, a lot I of mean, games this year. It's, yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes we take that, 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 type of play and again we talked about mindset earlier can really affect people you gotta you gotta be able you gotta be willing to to take it and understand it and be okay with it yeah you know if you're not if you're not then it can take you out of rhythm well you know so, that that's the thing i was going to say i mean I, a lot of games that i've seen and there's a lot of basketball teams in this area that are very evenly matched uh in the boys side and i've seen a lot of games where uh the the, the the, the game is won or lost in the first five minutes. A team that comes out with the intensity, yeah. and that more. I mean, it's not that they're more talented than the team they're playing. It's just that they're bringing that faster first step, and they're willing to go play a little bit harder to start. And that sets up the game. It, it can carry you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I mean, I think you got some teams in here that that can make some noise. Now, what about that eight nine game? You've played both teams. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yep. I, Mount Anthony can, uh, can can win that game. Essex is also a good team, but Mount Anthony's scary. They have that uh, Mahar girl who yep. can do a lot of different things. <laughs> and if some of those other role players, uh, some of their starters can hit shots, which they did against us at times, hit those threes, uh, that could be tough because they're aggressive. Yep. And they're not afraid to 
just throw their bodies right at you and yeah. leave it up to the that's an interesting matchup obviously you know Essex plays all those teams so they're going to be sort of weathered in, in yeah. who they play how they play Sean's been there before yeah. um you know Essex can play man they they seems like this year they're kind of playing more up tempo which they're pressing and things like that Mount Anthony you know they jumpers can win you games but jumpers can also lose you games yeah. they hit jumpers and you know they hit shots they hit some clutch shots against us so again if Mount Anthony can hit and control that tempo Mount Anthony wants to I think they want to be very deliberate they want to slow down they want to get in Marhar's hands and Essex I think wants to speed it up so I think you got two various styles um, and again I, I obviously I saw Essex play earlier in the year whether they're doing that now I, I don't know but I think let's hope, you know, let's have that Burlington High School matchup where, you know, coach is going to mix it up for me and he's going to he's going to try to <laughs> knock off the rice. He's going to he's going to do some different stuff up there. To, well, you've beaten rice to at make, rice. To make it. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, you want to, you know, yeah. got those seahorses to yeah. <laughs> cause a little bit of a. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know this. I'll get coach. I'll, I'll let coach know that I was. Helping them out. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? Okay. Okay. Well, I well I see a lot of potential here for a lot of the, the southern teams that to do yeah. some damage in this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see uh, three or four southern teams winning this first round. And then after that, you know, when you get on the road or you get into the quarterfinals, people start thinking and a lot can happen here. So uh, so maturity maturity makes a big a big difference, I think, in these situations. So Yeah, I mean I hope uh, we have a lot of we have that senior upperclassmen leadership as far as we're concerned. So hopefully that helps us. You know, I've had a lot of kids that have been in this first round. Yep. And I think they want to taste a second round. So, you know, hopefully we're, we're ready to go. If you're going to, you know, talk about the Southern teams. But I do think you're right, Southern teams, Mount Anthony, Burn, Burn, Brat, us, you know, maybe we can stir it up, cause okay. some noise. Yeah, I hope so. Well, listen, if you're if you're interested in this game, it's, it's tomorrow night at Keith Gym at 7 o'clock and Rutland – uh, we'll be playing. It's uh, no, it's oh, it's Wednesday at seven. I apologize. I apologize. I've got uh, pairings, brackets on the mind, and uh, twenty-five different things going through this aged skull. So anyway, if you want to get over there and watch that game, I mean, it's uh, it's a good chance to to watch the Raiders in action, to see them in playoff intensity. Playoff basketball is what it's all about. We we've spent like three months here getting yeah, ready for this, and it's it's exciting. And even uh, you guys have been in the game for a long time. Is it still exciting for you, isn't it? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, tomorrow. How can you beat That's it? That's right. It's Win a, or go home. It's yeah. A, it's exciting. It's exciting for the girls to get a taste of that. Yeah. You know, that, to, to work that hard, and then there it is right in front of you. So. Yep. So we'll go out and watch it, uh, and you know, watch the playoffs here tomorrow morning in the New in the Rutland Herald, and probably online right now. We have the complete playoff brackets from all four of the girls' tournament games, and uh, they're they're starting tomorrow. It's going to be it's playoff basketball time. So we want to thank Rich Alberti, and Nathan Belomo for taking time out of their busy day to come here and and talk basketball with us. Um, you've been listening to the Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette with Tom Haley. George Nostrin, and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking to boys coaches about the boys tournaments. So uh, please, uh, you know, in the meantime, go watch some basketball, have fun out there, and stay safe. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.